Hey, lover. Hey, lover. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. This is Scott Mickish and Nick Gill, where we talk about everything in life from pets to pimples and really hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, you are not our real moms. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Nick Gill, and I am here with Scott Mickish, and we're going to talk about celebrities. What was that? <laughs> it just it felt right. It felt like I needed to do it. Was was that an impersonation? No. I'm not really good at imper- <laughs> so impersonation. Well, I don't know. I, I think that like I can do a lot of voices on my own and you know this cuz I'm like when ca- I'm at character home, voices. I'd say when I'm at home 75% of the conversations you'll have with me are me in some sort of voice of someone else. <laughs> it's, it's such I, a wonderful experience. It, it, <laughs> I I feel Who like is this person? my one impression that I can do is like Jennifer Coolidge, but then it's kind of like all mixed up with like Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror Picture Show, and also kind Who's of like Sa- Samantha from um, <laughs> from Sex and the City. So it's like, oh. Make sure I want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> all I can say is Sean Connery. <laughs> can you can you do your impression of Britney Spears? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do things on command. I'm not good at that. But yeah, Jennifer Coolidge. I feel like we go back and forth on Jennifer Coolidge. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> I think yours is a little bit better. Have you had Our it? apologies to Jennifer Coolidge. Our apologies to her. Love her so much. Sorry, Jennifer Coolidge. If you haven't seen America's Sweethearts with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Julia Roberts. Go, 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 go. Uh, that's only a reference you'll get if you've seen the movie. But if you haven't seen the movie, I feel like that's when I started to realize that a lot of what we see as celebrity, what we consider to be celebrity, is just a fabrication a mm-hmm. lot of times. Mm-hmm. And that movie is such a good movie because I feel like it is not it's not only hilarious, mm-hmm. it's got Billy Crystal in it, mm-hmm. John Cusack, mm-hmm. but it really kind of lifts the veil mm-hmm. of, you know, what they kind of experience mm-hmm. uh, and how how it's just all kind of like playing with your mm-hmm. perception. Your, yeah. Yeah. And so if you haven't seen it, watch it. With celebrities, like, have you had any interactions okay. with them or encounters or sightings? Tell me about it. Not them. really with the people that I want to see. Like, I've always wanted to catch Janet Jackson in Minneapolis because she recorded a lot here or even Prince, like, around town. But the thing is, is most celebrities who just want to blend in they're they're gonna blend in they're probably not going to appear as you think they're going to appear because i actually read an article about janet jackson where she was doing an interview and they were just walking around the mall of america and doing the interview and she probably didn't have makeup on she probably had a hat on maybe glasses and you know unless you're looking for them so i just found that fascinating that the interview that they did she was just walking around the mall of america mm. so i do wonder like 
who have I seen, but I didn't realize that I saw them. Like, who did I see? But you just don't realize that it's a celebrity, and they just pass by like a stranger in the street. So I always think about that. But the people I have encountered, I think my biggest encounter was at a Wyclef Jean concert in London. So after, so I lived in London for six months in college, and then I moved back, and I went to go visit one of my good friends there maybe a year later or so. And she was engaged to an executive from Sony at the time who was like a marketing manager for a bunch of artists. And he was the European marketing manager. And I think even Destiny's Child, I think he had Destiny's Child as one of his clients too. But he had Wyclef Jean. So we went to the Wyclef Jean concert and we ended up sitting in the VIP section in the balcony area. And a couple of their Sony colleagues were sitting next to us so it was like this big bench seating and it was my friend and it was me and then on the other side of me was one of the sony executives and his wife and she was pregnant so about 15 minutes into the concert or so she started to get really uncomfortable and she just was like I, we need to leave i'm not feeling great so they left and then everybody in the bench kind of scooched together and then Wyclef Jean, maybe 20 minutes later, said, I want to give a shout out to one of my um, idols in the audience. And then the uh, spotlight shines on me. And it was the person sitting next to me. And it was Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones. And he had been sitting right next to me, like shoulder to shoulder for like since the woman the pregnant woman left um and so i look over and my friend is on the other side of me and she leans over she's like oh my god you know i'm one of your biggest fans and i kind of kind of told her to calm down calm down like leave the guy alone and i think he was there with his kids anyway so i was sitting next to mick jagger during this con wyclef jean concert and then i mean it was still like another hour of the concert but it was music and going so we were just kind of sitting next to each other i didn't really engage with him or say anything because it was, you know, I don't know him and he doesn't know me. But after the concert, we went to an after party with Wyclef Jean. And so we were kind of with the Sony people and I was kind of, you know, dancing over with them. So, I mean, Wyclef was a big person to encounter too. So I kind of skip over meeting Wyclef Jean. But, you know, but because I had been sitting next to Mick Jagger it just was this weird evening. So it was almost like, oh, yeah, that's White Club, Sean. <laughs> like, so we, and so we were, like, dancing. And the thing was, is, like, I was with my friend, my female friend, and then she had brought another female friend. So besides her boyfriend, who was the Sony executive. So we were just kind of, like, all dancing together. And Wyclef was sitting on the couch. And it was kind of like this posse, like this entourage kind of around him. So we were just like dancing. And then this woman comes over to me at the bar. And, and again, this is in England. And she comes over and she says, oh, well, uh, you know, are you in marketing? And I said, yeah, I'm in marketing. And I was. I did marketing for a healthcare company here. And then she said, oh, and she was telling me she, you know, was an aspiring singer and how she's a struggling artist and trying to make connections. And then she asked, well, where's Mick? And I said, Mick? And she said, yeah, Mick Jagger, you were 
with Mick Jagger. And I said, oh, I was just sitting next to him. And she just like, uh, <laughs> was like, you have no connections for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think because right. of my American accent, too, she thought I was somebody. Oh. But it was just interesting because celebrity, I mean, again, like, her perception of me in that moment was somehow I was somebody that she needed to know, but only because she saw me sit next to Mick Jagger. Mm. She didn't know me. She didn't. She, right. Um, and so, but her perception of me in that moment was somehow I had celebrity status or I had access to celebrities, which was completely wrong. But then the other funny thing was when I was working in London, I worked at Planet Hollywood. And so there were a few celebrities that came through there, but a few of them were British celebrities who I didn't know from anybody. Like they could just be a stranger on the street and they would come in and people would be saying, oh, is that so-and-so and so-and-so? And, -so? and I didn't know. And so I'd kind of have to say, I, I don't know, is it? <laughs> you know, I don't know who that person is. And people would come up and talk to me who were celebrities there. And it was just, it was just like a stranger coming up to you at some place and having small talk. So for me, they weren't celebrities because I didn't know who they were, but everyone else was just in awe that these people, that I was talking to these people. And then one of, I guess one of the higher level celebrities that came through Planet Hollywood while I was there was Gina Davis. And this was in the nineties. So that dates me obviously, but she was coming out with, the, a lo the Long Kiss Goodnight, I think it was, with Samuel L. Jackson. Very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was kind of like La Femme Nikita. Like, there were a lot of those movies back then. Like, I, was, where it was... I was totally into all those movies. Yeah. It's so, it really, it, it did it for me. Especially yeah. that movie. Yeah. yeah, I liked a few of them. And so I was like, yeah, it was okay. And, but I, and I think I saw it after, I hadn't seen it yet. So it was just coming out in England when I was there. And so they were doing, like, the... It was like a junket thing, like one of those things where they just make an appearance and they do like an interview or take pictures or whatever. And um, so they kind of had the workers there, including me, kind of keep hold the crowd back to kind of make a make an aisle for the celebrities to kind of walk through. And Gina Davis walked in and she just had this permagrin on her face, like just smiling, but just smiling at nobody, you know, it was smiling for every second possible in case she was photographed. So I'm sure she photographed great, but it was just really odd and unusual for someone just to walk by you smiling from ear to ear and, and looking at nobody, like looking straight ahead of them. Like you're right by them and they don't even look at you. It's like you're invisible, but they're smiling from ear to ear. So it's creepy. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. For sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause they're posing for the camera, but it's it's an unusual feeling when they walk right by you and i mean if you were to take a picture you would think oh they look so friendly but like they walk right by you like you're invisible they're only there to be seen like they're not really there to you know engage. interact yeah. or engage or anything sure. so it was really it was really unusual i mean it was really odd my encounter with Mick Jagger was way more fun and I think part of it was because he just was there to have fun, too. Like, he wasn't mm. there for... What did your friends say about Gina Davis? Oh, uh, the people who worked at the Planet Hollywood in London were from all over the world. And so there were a few guys there that worked from 
were from Nigeria. And uh, one of the guys that I worked with, he he was like, I was with the British celebrities. He was like, like, who is this person? Yeah. Like, why are they... Why is this such a big deal? Similar to how you felt when you'd see British celebrities come in there because you didn't know who they were. Yeah. So you were no, kind of just, you no. know, like, hmm, that's yeah. just another person. Yeah, and I wish I would remember their names and who they were because now, like, if I was to Google them, and again, this was pre-smartphones, this was pre-jumping online and Googling everybody's name under the sun. So, you know, I still didn't really no i think i went to i think the week after maybe i went to a shop somewhere and saw his face on like a t-shirt hmm. or something but i still i don't know who it was anyways but it's celebrity itself is just interesting because it's all an illusion you know it's all a popularity contest and people having this perception of fame and fortune or something somehow they're envious of you or they want to be you so who, who have you had any celebrity encounters or what's your take on celebrity yeah in terms of like celebrity encounters i haven't really met a lot of people but like you said i think it's kind of one of those things where it's when you see someone out of context you don't your mind your brain doesn't really recognize them and so chances are I've probably been close to people. Maybe a lot of us have been close to celebrities and we're mm. just like, what? Besides newscasters, mm. I haven't really noticed a lot of people, mm. um, you know, just out and about. Other than that, I feel like with meeting people, we've done like the whole meet and greet thing, which that in itself is kind of a, a whole different kind of experience and it's kind of one of those things you're like oh i'm gonna buy my tickets to this show yeah. oh you can add on a meet and greet for this amount yeah oh great that would be lovely to meet them and in the moment when you're like doing that it seems like a great idea but then like the closer and closer it gets is like one of those experiences that i feel like is could be really embarrassing because you don't want them to remember you for the wrong reasons so well and even if they remember you like like you want them to remember you but you don't want them to remember you for the wrong reasons but likely they won't remember, really you, remember you it's just like a business <laughs> interaction yeah meet and yeah. greets are weird I, I think the first one i did i met cindy lopper yeah um and so there was a concert and she so i got to meet her but it was very much like you know you heard they heard you through like cattle and you have like your two seconds to kind of say your name, pose for a picture, and then they just escort you on. And and the people are nice, but again, their meet and greets are just strange in themselves because it's very much a business interaction. Whereas if you or if you see people like there's a if you know who Christy Brinkley is, younger people may not know who she is. So Google her, Christy Brinkley, but she was um kind of a su supermodel in the 70s and 80s um and through the 90s too, I think. But we saw her at the airport at some point. I think it was in the 90s. We walked by her. You recognized her, but you couldn't really think of her name off the tip of your tongue. And so my sister saw her and we were kind of by the luggage carousel and she just walked by. And as she walked by, my sister said, but like as, as she was maybe like within a foot away, she just... <laughs> Because he couldn't think of her name. And so as, as Christy Brinkley was walking by, my sister says, look, it's what's-her-face. <laughs> and so then I don't know, like, 
Did she feel good that somebody recognized her and knew she was somebody, or did it offend her that we knew her well enough to know she was a face, but we couldn't remember her name? I think. Like, how, how would you feel if someone walked by and be like, "Oh, hey, it's what's his face," and then they just keep walking? Know. How would you? Feel? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if their sentiment was like they were excited to see me, I think I, I think I'd feel good. I, I'm terrible with names, so I would laugh if someone walked by me and they're like. Hey, it's supposed to space bar. But you know, if they you didn't know that it was just a stranger and they recognized you from something, like I, yeah. you know, I sure. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my dad, you know, being a musician too, like growing up, he was a local celebrity within the Fargo, Moorhead, Red River Valley area. So I grew up a lot of times, even in school, when a teacher would hear my last name Mickish, and then so so there was kind of the celebrity status, people who had seen him perform. But it was that unusual thing where, well, he's my dad, and he's also a farmer, and he's a pretty modest person. And so for somebody else to think of him as a celebrity was strange. Hmm. So it's just it's just that whole perception of celebrity has always been interesting. It is a weird You know, thing. yeah. A celebrity to one person is a stranger to another. And that's the thing with the concept or the idea of celebrity. I I feel like when you're younger, you look at them and you're like, oh, wow, look at that bright, shiny person on TV or in the movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then as you get older, and I don't know if this is the way, way it is for a lot of people, but as I got older, I started to recognize patterns of one person being in the spotlight for you know, a pretty significant amount of time. And then after a while, another person would move in and take that role. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when you see... Because they would get old? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I know. Or people, or or they lose, maybe not even so much getting old, but they lose that new excitement, luster of something new and different. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you acclimate and you say, oh, that's just that person who's been around for a while and they're not new and exciting and cool anymore Mm. and it's kind of like and it's got it i mean it's connected to neurochemicals so i mean i don't know if it's dopamine or and then there are those celebrities who have staying power and they kind of but again they reinvent themselves and they become new in some way Mm. so i think that's the trick and you know you hear a lot of people talk about that is like you have to stimulate that perception again to get that little burst of dopamine like they're back with something new and exciting and different and yeah i feel like that staying power has worked for like madonna for a long time like share or share i can't don't you dare forget share snap out of it snap out of it with madonna i feel like she's has reinvented herself a lot of Mm-hmm. times throughout the years so she has mm-hmm. kind of still stayed relevant even in her i mean with a with a celebrity like that again you're a brand like people perceive you a certain way it's an art form to figure out like how do you develop that brand without losing the essence of your brand and i think with madonna her brand was very sexual and unfortunately i don't think she really developed the humility in the heart as much mm-hmm. so like with Lady Gaga, 
she has a lot of humility and heart too. So I feel like she has the staying power mm. because as she, as she evolves her look and her appearance and ages or changes styles, that her character and and her essence, her brand is still the same. Whereas with, with Madonna, her essence kind of rubbed people the wrong way to start. And that was kind of her brand. And so there was really nothing to latch onto other than like her sex appeal and her her candor. She has like she's very straightforward. Yeah. Uh, like I always appreciated her just kind of as a nonconformist and just like she spoke her mind and stuff. But then when you feel like she's just doing that just to get attention, like then it and maybe not, but that's but that's what it seems like. Rather than again being having the humility and the humor and not taking herself too seriously, like Madonna takes herself very seriously. Mm. Entertainers and celebrities that have had staying power, they just have this ability to kind of laugh at themselves and say, "This is life. Entertainment is kind of a joke. It's a business. You do what you got to do." And there's that. There's some. There's a kind of a humanity, a humility in it that I think keeps people liking them but for other people when they take themselves too seriously it kind of i think it turns people off well, that's kind of the with jennifer lawrence she's very she's very humble mm -hmm. and humorous and does not take herself seriously mm -hmm. well not very much but i think people are really drawn to her and enjoy that about her Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of breaks away from the kind of like serious actors of yeah. hollywood but i think with Hollywood with celebrity since at, I was at least, I don't know, maybe like 18 or 19, I kind of just started to see through the fabrication of like what was put on TV or in the movies, more so what's on TV, like interviews with people and or gossip shows or magazines or whatever. And I just found it all for one thing, gross and an invasion of privacy with like any sort of uh, gossip magazine or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But then the stuff that you do see that they put out there willingly, you just kind of see that's like it's all a fabrication. They have like a whole team of people that are working with them to make sure, make sure that they are being seen. Yeah. That's their brand, their face, their them as a person. And so they're like, oh, we have to make sure that you're you're out there we want to make sure that you're at the forefront of people's minds and blah blah blah, blah and that you that you're their idol or whatever yeah. and so i find that nowadays like i do not care about celebrities personal lives at yeah. all yeah. unless it's like they are passionate about something that i also think is great for the world so it's like angelina jolie i love all of her movies wonderful great but i don't care at all about what's going on in her life or any scandal or anything like that yeah. cool whatever you do it you do you people on a daily basis do stuff that she does too and nobody cares because <laughs> no one's filming it you know what i mean yeah but if the, she has like a, a cause or something that she's really passionate about so she's like oh let's talk about people who are underprivileged and you know she's like here's my organization that i'm going to start or blah 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 i'm like oh that's great you know like i'm interested in that well that becomes their brand if they have a platform and if you like them as a person again you can kind of separate the art from the artist at times too but when you as the artist are your brand you are what people like then that is your brand 
And I mean, there we could talk about so many different people who went downhill with their brand. I'm not going to name any names. Again, when you're in the spotlight and you're in the entertainment industry and your brand is you, people have to like you, (laughs) you know, in some way they have to like you. And, and that can, I mean, that's, that can also just make people do things that, that just a normal person wouldn't do because that's not a normal way to live to be scrutinized and under the public microscope like that all the time. So I actually have a lot of empathy for celebrities who do what we consider bad things because they're living in a very toxic sort of situation that the average person doesn't have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And so it's really easy to point and judge and say, oh, you're a terrible, awful person for doing that. But the pressure and the stress that these people have to live up to every day stepping out of your house that most of us don't have to deal with that on a daily minute by minute every moment of your life sort of pressure so i'm not quick to judge and say they're a terrible awful person they need to burn in hell or whatever like i just that's just not where my thinking goes and i think that is that contributes to the problem like that's not the solution like the solution isn't to go around pointing fingers at people the solution is to ask why like why did that happen what's going on how can we help this person how can we help the situation how can we prevent this like it's all about prevention it's not about pointing fingers and calling people names and whatever sure yeah no that makes sense <laughs> like the whole point of being a celebrity is for people to know your name mm. For people to talk about you and that's why i mean there's a whole cliche of there's no such thing as bad publicity you know which is up for argument and debate too you know so then the question is how are you going to be mentioned and is it going to be nice and sweet or is it going to be you know tongue-in-cheek and somebody kind of trying to roast you and so i mean part of it it kind of comes with the territory and again just they're all actors you know so you know, it's it's like their their jobs are to manipulate your feelings. Like that is their what they're paid to do. Well, and that's the thing too. So, it's just like you just don't know, and that's why I just don't care though about yeah, what's going on. Yeah, in yeah, uh, my besides, concern is more as of the people watching it. Right. Like, how does it affect that five year old, that fifteen year old, sure. that that person, whatever their age, that person watching it. How is it affecting their perception, their mentality, their behaviors, their feelings? And then how does it infect people that way? So it's not even so much about them. It's just more so how does it affect everyone else? The five-year-old's like, that's a setup. Unfortunately, it's on TV and lots of people are seeing it. It could be a fabrication. Who knows? Whatever. I don't care. Yes. There's so much worse in the world going on. It's just like. You know, there there are there are bigger fish to fry. It's kind of what we find entertaining, what we tend to give our attention to, and the whole construct of celebrity is interesting one. It is. Do you have any favorite celebrities? I don't know. I am entertained by people who I think are good people. And I shouldn't say good people. I should say healthful people. Um, I'm trying to get away from the kind of the good versus bad sort of judgment. But people who seem to be healthful contributors of society, I tend to appreciate what they produce more. So like you had mentioned, Jennifer Lawrence, I've 
you know, I can kind of take or leave a lot of her work, <laughs> but what she's doing with her celebrity platform and how she's conducting herself in public and treating people, I have respect for that. So it makes me, it makes me appreciate her art and what she does more because I feel like there's, um, again, that heart and humility behind it. So people like that, I, I like to yeah. pay, give my attention to. We're doing good. Yes. Doing good in the world. Yeah. I feel the same way. I am drawn to people. Well, I mean, people have a lot of mixed feelings about her. I mentioned her earlier, but Angelina Jolie, I feel like mm -hmm. is a person who I really admire and enjoy watching on screen. I think a lot of people do. She's just very magnetic. There's just something very enthralling about her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I enjoy her work. Yeah. I don't care about at all about what's going on with her personal life or like what her kids are doing or whatever. Like she's probably really proud of her kids, but I mm -hmm. think they deserve their privacy. Mm -hmm. Leave them alone, especially the kids too. Like I don't, they can't control what's going on with their parents and then being thrust into the public eye. And so like, mm -hmm. I almost intentionally don't pay attention to anything with celebrities, kids, because I don't think that is right to just, cause they didn't, I feel like they didn't choose that. They're too young to understand of mm -hmm. like, oh, this is what I want. And this, and, and they don't, th cause they don't understand what the, what that could bring. Mm -hmm. And so I just, don't even pay attention to it. But no, I do enjoy her, Angelina Jolie's more humanitarian side and the causes that she's, that she's for. That's great. But I don't care about anything else. So this is kind of a celebrity encounter. It's not mine. It's my dad's. So my dad has for years always said, so my dad drives about 75 miles one way to St. Paul every day to his job. Bless his heart. Oh my gosh. And he goes to work at like 4 or 5 a.m. super early in the morning. And he drives the speed limit on the highway. Wow. What a good American. But that sometimes enrages people when you go the speed limit. And so somebody was behind him tailgating him. And then they were tailgating him for quite some time. And then they came around the side of his car and they intentionally hung like on the side of his car and were <laughs> in the window and they had given him a very enthusiastic middle finger and like held mm -hmm. that for a while so mm -hmm. that he would see it. Mm -hmm. They wanted him to see it. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, a newscaster <laughs> on the news. <laughs> And uh, he's going to name names. I'm not going to name names, but it was a female newscaster, female newscaster that she's not on quite as much anymore. She's not on. I don't I actually think she left. Okay. She might've left. Oops. I'm giving clues away. I don't want to yeah. give too many clues away because yeah. we want to keep it. Anonymous. She had to go to road ragers anonymous, <laughs> but it, it might, you know, you might've had feelings about this newscaster in the past anyway, where you're like, I bet she's given the finger to people because she seems like that kind mm. of person. Mm. But have you ever met any newscasters? Yeah, a few. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. Say, you I'd have. say I'd say most of them 
seem pretty personable. Sure. Yeah. You know, which again, it's smart PR because <laughs> you're dealing with your audience when you're out and about. I mean, a few of them were, were nicer than others, but you could just, you know, you can just tell a certain energy that people give off when it's genuine or when it's fake or if they can if it seems like they can really easily turn it on and off when it feels fake it just kind of leaves you feeling a little like a little uncomfortable yeah yeah and everybody has their off days so i think it's more if you see somebody and they're just not feeling their best you can still kind of tell if, if they don't slap on a fake smile mm. can you imagine being know. a celebrity and being an introvert because I know there's a lot of introverted celebrities out there. Yeah. And yeah. I think... Kind of when you can be on stage or on, or even on TV, because you don't really have to interact with the audience. They're just there. Yeah. And so you don't really... Unless you're doing a meet and greet or something like that, which is why I think a lot of people hate meet and greets, because it's exhausting. Right. Well, I, yeah. I think, too, if you're an introvert and you're a celebrity or whatever, mm -hmm. um, and I'm only speculating, but I can imagine... I bet that is so hard to just have people running up to you and mm -hmm. trying to talk to you want a hug or whatever and then mm -hmm. imagine being a celebrity during the age of covid mm -hmm. and then just having that on your mind too like maybe you're really conscious of like oh i want to stay six feet away from people or whatever and then just people are like oh let me give you a hug ah. that would be very uncomfortable and and then you would have to have that conversation with people like oh unfortunately actually though then 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 you have an excuse to be like stay away i suppose yeah. keep your distance but it's not because i'm a bad person it's just because i'm being health conscious you know yeah that's probably you kind of want to keep that I, what's covid covid was 10 years ago well still nope just for health health reasons stay away they can use the covid <laughs> uh excuse for for many years to yeah come, you know even after covid yeah is. it'll be a new variant yeah, it'll be, you know, they'll come up with the them. Madonna variant. In general, I feel like with celebrities, like, I feel like they don't owe us anything. You know, I feel like people are always like, they make millions. That's their thing. They should be nice to their fans. But I'm like, yeah, what they give the work that they do. So they make movies, they make music, they're a comedian. That is your gift. Yes, you're paying for it, but... They're, that's of their own volition. They're giving you this, their yeah. work, what their, their talent. Yeah. And I don't think they owe you anything else. Like, yeah. I don't, th I don't think that they, you know, owe you a hug. They don't owe you an, uh, a conversation, yeah. nothing. Yeah. So, well, that's, what's toxic is, is when people stop treating people like people. <laughs> and they're know? a thing. And they feel yeah. Like, and they just I treat people like a movie, commodity. So you owe me a, yeah. you know, a yeah. picture. Yeah. So I can and that's like our, that's That's whole celebrity culture is people stop treating them like people and they just treat them like a commodity. And then when they break, they're like, oh, there's something wrong with you. No, they're <laughs> yeah. a vulnerable, fragile human being who has limits. And you just like you yeah. just reached the limit. Bless their hearts, those yeah. those millionaires slash bankrupt people who we expect to be rich forever and ever. That's the other thing, too, is the number of celebrities who are not rich, you know, and you just expect because, you know, who they are, that they're rich and live in fancy free, you know, and they're struggling somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, that celebrity doesn't put money in your pocket unless somebody's paying you. <laughs> sure. Just because a lot of people know you doesn't mean that you're going to be able to put food on the table. So 
hopefully we prioritize treating people like people and kind of kind of get over all the other foolishness but anyway this has been a great conversation about celebrity you remember george washington oh <laughs> <laughs>